didn't say well until just then. It's Carl Fooling, gang. I thought you were going to start like playing that old school board game called Guess Who. You thought I was going to play the old school. You remember, like you said, he's like, uh. Oh, I remember the game. Do you see how much crap is in my lap? Plus, we're in a moving car. Plus, you love the break, something fierce, and you would flip all my little characters back the wrong way. Are we. <laughs> even think all are we talking about me breaking or are we talking about me breaking the game no you breaking the car which would flip my little panels down on the swivel the the Fair swivel enough. points on the guess who board the little flipper flops yeah as i'll call them that's the technical term that harrison bradley or whatever the toy company's name name those things i regret that i have watched like a 10 minute youtube video about uh -huh. the proper strategy what? Winning guess who? Why in the world did you ever do that? Because there's a really good strat, actually. Yeah. Um, blue eyes. Okay, no, it's got blue eyes. Let's, no, let's go in for the kill. There's there's ways to decrease by fifty percent. I think you can. I think there's a, a system of questions where you can do it correctly in four four questions. So basically, you can be the most annoying four year old ever. Yeah. Okay. Or beat a bunch of annoying four-year-olds. That's true, too. And as that's, an adult. That's a really satisfying feeling when you could just beat someone who's not good at anything, like even their taxes yet. You want to know something that's funny? In, even in that video, because they were talking about skin color, okay. they were like, unfortunately, even though this game came out in 90-whatever, representation wasn't... I was like, God, okay. Yeah. All right. Skip. Actually, um, that would be a great guess who re revitalization <laughs> campaign. I, I just think this like, could make a good a bit. Is your character a trans demisexual? Um, I don't know what that means. No, they're actually two-spirited. My my character is a foxkin. I actually love this idea. We call it Woku, and we would make so <laughs> much money. TM, 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 TM. That's oh ours. Oh my gosh. Do you That's live ours. under a bridge because you are a expert <laughs> troll? Yeah. Um... That's Michael Knowles level trollery. Right I know there. that's that's <laughs> publishing a book with no, uh, no words in it. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to Carl Pooling. It's the only show on the internet that discusses big ideas, things from religion, politics, philosophy, science, and it does it all from the moving cab of a 2010 Honda Civic. Uh, the license plate is seven digits BKH? long. No. Okay. Are, what are you doing? Is that actually your... Don't tell me if that's actually your license plate. That's the first three letters. Best of luck, people. That... You are an agent of chaos. I am an agent of chaos. I've been on the Facebook boards all day, and a bunch of these... Um, how do I put it lightly? Obese keyboard warriors uh, would like to dox us in a moment's notice. That sounds fine. Yeah. They can get to it, I guess. Yeah, there's a guy. This is the thing. There's a guy on the Facebook page today, and basically what happened? This guy's. I've interacted with him several times. Sure. Uh, he's a total douche. We'll get around to it eventually. But uh, anyhow, he, he. There was a comment from another guy, who s accused Hunter of being of raping people at church. If only he knew me. And accused me of roofing people at concerts. Basically, that's what the this one guy posted. My my and, best friends still riff on me for like not even having relations with my wife. Yeah, that's how that's how cool I am, dude. And like no, that you're sorry. Some kind, so so out of nowhere, appropriate of nothing, naked ad hominem because our our uh, Facebook ad has the word conservative in it. 
Oh. And then, oh, spicy. Oh. Uh, everybody get triggered. Yeah. So, anyhow, then I responded. He had a spelling error in his, or, or no, not that one. But I was just like, oh, naked ad hominem. I've seen you, le- you learn the radical left's most advanced debate technique. Teach me your ways, sensei. So you're just making fun of this guy for coming out of nowhere. And uh, I know you're like, why do you even engage with these people? I have a lunch break, too. Right. So anyhow, um, anyhow, uh, then he comes back and tries to re-spell ad hominem and screws (laughs) it up so marvelously. And I was like... you gave him the proper way to spell it right above above it. And then I corrected his spelling and said, look at it, trying to sound all grown up. Did you see it in the dictionary and figure out what it means and so anyway i just left that there then he went back and edited it so i post the screenshot i took of where he misspelled it now now here's the thing is that a useful conversation no no not really absolutely not is calling me a rapist a useful conversation either absolutely no and not. not every not a bad faith attacks don't res- deserve a a well-wrought response yeah you know that's one of the reasons that we're losing the cultural battles because we don't talk to these guys on the level that they play at not that i would ever come out and accuse someone of raping someone because i don't think rape is particularly funny like these people obviously do no so anyway it's funny too because this guy then this guy that i've interacted with several times before comes along there's other there's also a difference between those two things too because like he just pulled something out of a hat and was like this is you this is you deal with it this is you and you actually were like no, you're an idiot, and I'll show you why you're. An there's idiot. no, there's no, nothing to connect me to rape. So anyhow, exactly. Um, then this other guy who I've interacted with a couple times, and he continues to prove himself to be a bad faith actor. We'll get to it eventually. But he comes along. First thing he does is he likes the person's comment where he called me a rapist and Hunter, uh, or me a date rapist and Hunter a rapist. He liked it. Now, tell you a little bit about this guy. He started out a counter podcast to our podcast where he just reviews our episodes. And all I have to say is thanks for the traction, Jackass. Oh my jackass. gosh, thank you so much for the yeah. traction. <laughs> but anyhow. Does he re- actually review all our episodes? In, yeah, not all of them. Uh, uh, I haven't checked. I, I've seen two. I didn't follow up. They're, uh, they're so... Get poor. to it. I have, a, I have a lot of bad things I said on this. Critique me, <laughs> yeah, sir. There's, it's so poorly done <laughs> it's it's not a it's a bad faith attack it's yeah. a hatchet job I'll, um, I'll take it but we'll, we'll probably I'll share that sitting down we'll actually. probably share parts of it eventually because yeah. it is just so, truly so funny Love um it. but anyhow then uh and, and really that's where you've you've gotten there right like the x-files wasn't the x-files until kumail nagiani started a, a show reviewing each episode of the x-files this is true uh, no news is bad news as far as i'm concerned yeah. so Anyhow, so this guy likes that guy's comment because apparently he thinks rape is funny, which is so funny because in one of his podcasts to us where we were talking about uh, abortion, actually, he accused us of thinking rape was funny and making jokes about rape. And then he literally goes and likes this guy's comment where he's just using rape as a slur to poke fun at us. So I guess... He actually thinks rape is funny. If that's the game we're going to play, I'm better at it, and I don't make such big gaffes. Next point. um, Then he responds, wow, uh, typos, screenshotting typos is the level of discourse we've elevated to. I'm going to not swear. Hey, bud, you just like to comment accusing other people of rape for no reason, and the part that you had a problem with is someone pointing out a typo? You don't care about elevating the conversation? Grow up! Right. What are you even talking about? You only care about being a troll and progressing your side, and you don't even care about actually making fun of rape and making light of rape, because that's exactly what this guy was doing, and you hit like on it. Do I think that's a huge sin? No, but you claim to, and now you don't even care about that, so stop with all the, I want to elevate the conversation. Conversation nonsense, you indolent.
you, all you want to do is is jab, 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 and then when the other side tries to play by the same rules you play by, it infuriates you. And guess what? Welcome to Carl pulling because we are we jab back, not with the same underhandedness that you do, but this is exactly why conservatives, by and large, are getting whipped to death in the culture wars and losing a generation of kids is because we don't have the cojones to go down and say, you want to punch below the belt? I've got a pretty mean uppercut. Yeah. And you have to get down low to uppercut into the nuts. But here's the thing. <laughs> we can do it over here at Carpooling. Yeah, Chris. Because uh, I'm not running for senator. I'm really proud of you for putting that out there and talking about how on this show, you know, we actually do care about making people, you know, answer themselves and talk about these things so that we can have that elevated discourse in our culture as we both so desire. Let's go straight into roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't elevate the discourse unless you can delineate between the two. Right. And, that's, and it's just that simple. If you can't take a look at someone and say, that's a bad faith attack and here's my response to it. Not now, the, your response shouldn't be in bad faith, but your response should be completely geared in toward shaming them for their bad faith. Yeah, that's that's exactly what your response should be. I think there's be. a way to do that where it's. I think the way you did it is correct because it wasn't because. Did you attack someone? Yes, but did you attack them unreasonably? And that's the thing no. I think is I think that's I think that's a good difference, and I think also like. There's there's a game we and I don't know if we actually talked about it on the show. There's a game we play where it's like I'm having an argument with you and my job is to convince you that my point is valid. Correct. That is a very different conversation. But if you're going to be a heckler in a crowd, which is essentially what a comment is, right? Right. My argument then becomes with everybody else in the room that you're an idiot. Yes. And exactly. I'm convincing the crowd, not convincing you. Right. Because for a lot of these people that are ide so ideologically driven and blind that they'll accuse you of making light of rape, and then as soon as it's geared toward you, they'll make light of rape too. Uh huh. If someone's that ideologically driven and that bad faith motivated, you're yeah. not going to convince them and but I, if they're in the public square make them throw every tomato well see then that's that's the perfect opener thank you so much this is exactly jesus with the with the lady caught in adultery is everyone they bring around says all right jesus this one goes caught in adultery let's get to it and then he goes all right whoever hasn't sinned cast the first stone he makes an argument with everybody there right that, that everyone this the guy's an square. idiot for wanting to do this and sure. then he looks at the lady and says go and sin no more he has an argument directly with her about her character right and, and it's I'll, two different levels of compassion there i'll it's, say this too some of the and i'm not this is not a messiah complex and i know you weren't likening us to jesus absolutely um, not but, but i try to act like him exactly yeah. but we're not persecuted in that way as well no absolutely although not. you read our facebook comments and uh some of it gets pretty close we, to barabbas we, give us barabbas we get we but, get those <laughs> juicy death threats just like he does yeah exactly so. so anyhow the funny thing though is that um i've got i have gone back after people you know, like, you want to punch, I punch three times as hard. Here we go. Sure. And after that, I've had some really good conversations. There was one That's true, that actually. was particularly fantastic where this guy was just lump joining the crowd and making fun of us and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I went back after him, and he goes, I can't believe that this conversation is what led me to listen to the show and take it seriously. And even though I disagree on some things, I am gonna send my I'm gonna send my friends here to listen to this. And I think that you guys are smart even if we disagree. And it's like that came because we were able to properly delineate between a good faith argument and a bad faith argument and say, 
that's bad faith. You should be better than that. And I'm going to shame you for not being better than that. And people who still have ears to hear can actually wake up. And it's a wonderful thing. And it's actually led to good results. Right. No, so, I, I think that's I think that's awesome. That's, I think. that's one way to win the culture war. Because the, the way what, our objective here is not to make sure that everybody's conservative. That's sure. ridiculous. That's our dumb. objective here is to make sure there's space for everybody to talk about their ideas and to break down the world based on their ideas and their gradiated value, not immutable characteristics or other woke scold nonsense. Yeah, I think I think there's two points there. Like, the, your comment on the culture is exactly right. I don't want everyone to be a conservative because I'm not sure being a conservative... Well, actually, I know a conservative isn't necessarily correct in every instance. Well, the what value I'm, of conservative conservatism ebbs and flows as well based so, on the climate. So, so my point being is something like this. I'm more, inco- I'm more concerned about engaging in a dialectic with people that oppose me because what I want is to get to that point where we, we are doing the best thing we possibly know how and are listening to the wisdom of everybody in that conversation. Does that make sense? Couldn't agree more, honey. Okay. And cool. now an even better segue to... Uh, uh, to uh, let's get into that roadkill. <laughs> segment, roadkill. Uh, where we take the most bad faith uh, actually, of the bad faith and actually, we kill it down. Actually, 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 our favorite segment is studio enhancements. I put gas in the car this week. Stu- the studio's rolling around. The studio's rolling around, yeah. And I don't have to put that much gas because my commute to work has gotten significantly shorter. Enhancement verified. Enhancement verified. Done. Okay. Roadkill. Roadkill. Uh, oh, God. What do we choose? Uh, Last week, we kind of jumped on Trump. Yeah, I th- and, are we uh, talking about JY this week? Oh, sure. I mean, like, that's... Are, are we really saying JY? Are we just saying that because we don't know his name? Dude, I don't know its name. I don't know. I don't know. It's Jessica something. Yanivs or something? Yeah, it's gross. I don't like it. I don't like the name. But that's not because... I mean, I don't like my name that much. I love Hunter. I love Carl. I don't like having both of those together. Okay. Who knows what to call me? And what is this person in Canada? Uh, yep. All right, buckle up, Buttercup, because Justin Uh-oh. Trudeau and his limp-wristed fascists have no jurisdiction down here. <laughs> so, where do we even start? Do we just start at like the the waxing? I guess we I guess we just give the facts of the situation. Um, All right. So, JY, I can't remember their name. I think it, I know it's Jessica Jessica something. Um, this person is a trans woman, and by that you mean to say fat man Un- well and I, I would just I would just say you can get you can figure this out with a little bit of searching in the context of the story just go visit this person's Twitter page you know <laughs> yeah and I, and I think you'll I think you'll get quite the caliber of the individual we're dealing with yeah um, and so uh, this and it's a large board caliber yeah this person went to a I don't even know what you call them do they call them waxing studios yeah, sure. Okay, waxing studio. A, a place where they perform, like, Brazilian or bikini waxes for, for ladies. And went into this place and said he wanted to be waxed. And was told by the owner of the establishment that she would not wax his male genitalia. <laughs> right. Because it's male genitalia. Right. Now, we don't have to become experts on waxing, although why not now that the internet is right. such a blasphemous act. But and we, le- let's be clear. This means this is a trans woman that has not transitioned. It's not transitioned. Hasn't it, transitioned. So it's still physically? Physically. Can it's we a, say that? Physically it's a dude wearing a dress. Phys- yeah. And like I'm not trying to be I'm actually trying to be technical when I say that. I'm not trying to be like rude when I say that. Like it's a guy with a ding dong in a dress. <laughs> a like, ding dong? I just don't want to I had s- no idea our show was going to be so fun today. Christopher, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Christopher apparently my my uh, my my 
my uh, my type is church girls, so I'm trying to attract <laughs> them. Did you forcibly insert your quote ding dong? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyhow. But yeah. So um, so, so yeah. And the, and the ladies were like, no, we're not gonna, we don't want to touch another male's, uh, another male genitalia. it was even more important than that. It was like, they didn't have the expertise to, to do that. No, I, okay, that's an argument. Be that as it may, I don't care if they have the expertise. There's sure. plenty of studios that will wax men. Plenty. Yep. Trust me, I know, ladies. Oh, uh, but, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, the hot wax, that sounds uh, horrible. Sounds the worst. Uh, and I'm willing to be proven wrong, but for right now, horrible. I'm not going to prove you wrong. <laughs> so, anyhow, I don't know why you even asked me. Anyhow. Um, anyhow, the point is that... Uh, so gross. They went in, they were like, no, we don't do that. And, and here's the thing. You live your life, man. Choose to live however you want. You want to go around... Uh, as as a female, that's fine with me. If even if you want me to address you as a female, if you came to me in good faith and asked me that, you know what? No problem. I'm not going to modify exactly. my exact my my understanding of biology uh, to suit you and your semi delusion. But if you want me to just pay you that common courtesy and that I, common respect, I don't have a big problem with that. In a minute, live your life, do yeah. your thing. Yeah. Now, will I do that publicly? Uh, it depends. Depends. Um, so, but. These women also want to go about their day and not touch male genitalia. Exactly. And you know what? Let them live their life too. Exactly. Don't file a lawsuit. Now, here's where... So, here's the can argument. We, I think we just need to add to this. This is a lawsuit too. Yeah. Oh, so he, I don't think we were very clear He's on filing that. a lawsuit. Now. Right. Because they would not They would not. They would not junk. Uh, I think Alex Jones put it hilariously. What? I didn't watch his show. He had her on and he said... What? What's, what's the matter? He had... Yeah. Alex Jones had Jessica on. I just watched a clip of it. And he goes, well, what's wrong if... If these girls don't want to, you know, polish your knob. And I was just like, come <laughs> on, man. You made me clip. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, wow. I had no idea my Alex Jones impersonation was that good, but it comes through pretty clear on the headset. It is. Actually, um, people are going to start thinking, oh, no. The whole time. This whole time, we were actually Jones. Infowars. New yeah. podcast from Carl Pulling. Data fight. Data fight. <laughs> there we go. Anyway. They're sorry. turning the lizards straight. Um. <laughs> So, anyhow, um, <laughs> if you're not into, like, conservative memory, that's not going to be very fun. So, anyhow, no. uh, so you're like, here's the problem with that, right? You shouldn't be forcing women to wax male genitalia. This should be their decision, right? And, yep. and you shouldn't be able to, because then how is that just sex work? I, I Like, it's hard to delineate. And you could say, yeah, it's, it's, it's personal difficult. care. But people choose, you know, if they want to be a part of that. It's just strange, because, like, what, what what's to stop? Here's the thing, like... This is kind of the same thing they said about the bathrooms, right? Well, what's to stop a you know someone saying, "Well, I'm a I'm a woman," and walking to the woman's restroom as a man, you know? Yeah. Like, but like, how do you? Well, that, that, and it's not saying that most trans people are looking to have are looking to be creepy, but how do you no, police no, no, no. it? Right. How do you police it? And it's not that. And I and the thing is like that's different. You like you can't you can't go into a stall that's or to a bathroom that's filled with men, turn around to them and, like, stare at them or whip out your junk in front of them. Like, right. Like, it, you know, like, you go into a room, you close the door, and you handle your business. You I've know? watched a guy get hit before for waving his dick around in the, a male bathroom. Sure, like, no doubt. But and in public, with we'll, strangers. We'll cut that out. Um, <laughs> no, I'm saying he was just being obnoxious and a guy clocked him. No, no, I'm... And I'm, the, the bathroom cheered. I, I'm with you. Like, like it's that's not an allowable thing to do in the bathroom, right? right? Okay, done. So, but, like, this is completely different because, like, you can just, with the force of 
legal suit, put on a dress, walk into one of these places just because you say you're something and then expect to be serviced. Yeah, ex- and that's, expect a oblivion lady to touch your undercarriage. And that's like... That's gross. But I mean, like, that shouldn't be able to happen... That, that, it's completely different to me than the bathroom argument because there's a physical act going on with that. Right. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That's all I'm well, It's a lot more direct. And seeing as there are places that service male genitalia, go there. Sure, They've yeah. already agreed to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, moving on from that. Yep. So then you go, and that is the real problem. The Like, the real problem is how do you police this? How do you keep people from being creepy? And how do you maintain a woman's right to people, be okay with this, waxing female genitalia and not male genitalia. Yes, that's what I was going right. to say. It's like it's that, that, that has to be a law is that you get to be able to choose what type of genitalia you get to touch in your business. Uh, uh, I'm Done. Just a small Full caveat, stop. it shouldn't be a law. It should just be the norm that well, you don't have to associate with anyone or take their money at all. You're absolutely right. right? And I think, I think our society is getting to this weird broken down point where I put it in the context of a law and you're absolutely right. It should just be understood that this is something that you get to do. But it, it's, because well, we've in lost... America, it's freedom of association in the Bill of Rights and it should end there. Well, yeah, and I agree with you. But what I am saying, but I think we've lost the ability to talk. What we were talking about this earlier is like the words don't mean the same things anymore. Yeah, like okay. we don't, And so it's like... That's fair. We've and so I think you're right. It should be the norm, and I think we're we're losing the ability to discuss it in language. Yeah. So okay, anyway. I want to move on to the second part of the yeah, story because yeah, this is where the real roadkill gets in. Oh, oh. yeah, we're not because there yet, that, folks. That, I mean, there's a nuanced argument to be had about that. Sure. Uh, not a great one, and if you try it, you're going to lose. But there's a nuanced argument to be had. There's no nuanced argument to be had about this. So basically, the point that we were just making, one segment of that point, is that how do you police this? How do you know when someone's being creepy and when someone's being earnest? Right. Well, here's how you know. This Jessica oh, Yanov yeah. guy oh. is also trying. He's making a motion at a city council to have a topless swimsuit party for 12 year olds where no parents are allowed you're a pervert and a pedophile you absolute creep this is a biological man who parades around in a dress and wants 12 year old girls to take their tops off in front of him and get the city council to okay it that's how you know when someone's being a creep so when you come into the waxing studio and you go i just wanted a brazilian no you didn't you wanted some poor lady to have to look at your balls and at the same time you wanted little girls to come out and take their tops off in front of you and make sure that their parents couldn't be there you absolute disaster you creep and no you you should be banned from all waxing establishments and all massage parlors and and as far as i'm concerned if you're gonna mess with kids just go right to jail that's absolutely ridiculous yeah so could someone earnestly just want to get a wax with the rest of the ladies and they're in transition? Do I have sympathy for that? Yes. Is that do is that the same person that goes and files a lawsuit? No. And is Jessica Yanov an absolute pedophile? Yes, as far as I'm concerned. And that's not legal. That's alleged. But it is it is not alleged that they're trying to have a topless pool party for 12-year-old girls. I, and you are a biological man. Would, and you don't want their parents to be there. I would consider that pedophilia if a biological woman performed the same act. Yes, exactly. Like, like it doesn't a, matter at that point. Like, it's just like, are, are we serious? Now, context matters. If we are in Europe, right, maybe yeah. I would think differently. But anyway, so. I, I don't know. The, yes, there's topless, there's, it, it, there's topless I'm, beaches I've, and that I, kind of thing. I've been there. I don't like them. I don't think, I, it's very strange to see a young girl next to an older yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hold on. Sure. 
If you said that their parent wasn't allowed to be there, are you kidding me? You, you're right, because the person next to him was indeed their parent. Yeah, so that, that makes things. That's it's so weird, man. It's so just. Yeah. Okay, so, so roadkill. Jessica, that one. you can take a long walk off a short pier and make a big splash, you fat, ignorant pedophile. Well, how about that? Okay. So, moving on from roadkill. You kind of uppercutted him right there. I, I, that's when you start bringing kids into it, you get a you little uppercutty. You can get lost, man. Yeah, that's and true. You just want to pretend like you have a, you have a, a well-reasoned social justice issue. Screw you. Yeah. Leave, but, leave the kids alone. I cannot think of a more sinister way to like involve yourself. Like, if you are a, a vengeful person, this is an excellent tool to exact your like, revenge on humanity. Yeah, exactly. Like, and. There's a part of me that thinks that's possible for some people, and if it's possible, there's a part of me that thinks there's a point like, oh, one percent of people who are doing it for that reason, and that's disgusting. Yeah. And I don't know if JY falls into that category. Maybe they're so delusional they actually think this is true, um, but it's very, very, very hard for me to think so. The Just, world needs more Blair Whites and less Jessica Yanis. Amen. All right. Um, plus, she's passing. So anyhow. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, he's passing. I'm going to be ideologically consistent there. Blair White, the man, is passing. Um, so anyhow, let's we, get into our topic this week. Yeah. If For we the little time we have right. left. This yeah. has been a tangential episode, but I haven't minded it. And it's been good. It's been some good jams. Oh, we wanted to go into, dive into... I know, I forgot a little Technology bit and culture, kind oh, of. Oh, yeah, this is going to be such a right-hand turn, but that's... Welcome to the show, guys. You pay for it, so <laughs> you get what you get. And I guess a little bit of religion probably is going to get mixed in here at some point. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about some dating stuff. We're going to talk about modern dating. Now, uh, man, what's that word? It's like it's like uh, Genovia? I think it's Genovia or something something along those lines. I wish okay. I could remember it. But Sounds it's just, like something from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, Genova. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Genovia, it's like the kids these days. Yeah, okay. You know, it's this idea that the generation coming up now isn't oh, I as well prepared as the generation that came before. Well, that's absolutely true because they always aren't. <laughs> <laughs> it's the idea that I think uh, Vsauce online puts it as that the generation before you is less intelligent and the generation after you is less wise. And there's something yes. there, right? Yeah, no, that's true. Because a certain level of analysis, they don't know how to use the, the um, VCR. This has been one of the cool things about my dad and me, and your dad as well, is the fact that it's like he gets that. And like, it's so cool to see that because it's a model for me later because it's like, he'll, he'll lean on us for the stuff that we're experts in, if that sort of makes sense, like the new knowledge and stuff, and ask to have that kind of help him there and work with him, and, and not a, like, do-it-for-me sort of way, or I'm frustrated at it sort of way, but, like, in a genuine, like, I want to learn. Well, that kind of happened today, didn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then, and then also, uh, and then also, that's reciprocated in, you have wisdom because you're older than us and you've seen things. And right. it's like, anyway, but, like, but, like, Definitely, people go go at it in a negative context instead of seeing the value of that relationship. So, yeah, right. I guess. And, and that, so, okay, go ahead. I'll put it this way: that that feeling has been around forever. You sure. can see papers in like the 1800s saying people are short, sending shorter letters and it's destroying their minds. It's texting. Right. Like, there's nothing new, right? But the point is that this feeling always exists. So sometimes when you talk about ge generational changes, it feels a little stupid. Sure. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to point out this that the internet was was as Jordan Peterson would put it a Gutenberg level revolution 
And oh, absolutely. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so to ignore its effects is just as foolhardy as pretending like there's a entirely new phenomenon. To, to think, well, here, it's simple. Like, like, think if you're the generation of people beforehand, before agricultural farming is, is discovered in your, like, tribe. Yes. Like, the people, it would be the same problem, right? Like, there would be things that they just simply wouldn't understand about that process, how it works and things like that, and the younger kids would pick it up because it's effective, right? And it's like, goodness gracious, it would be catastrophic in the way it would displace people's way of life and how they operate it. Sure. And so it's like, you, we're definitely, definitely, definitely living through one of those with the smartphone. Yeah. If that sort of makes a- absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And... Um, Hunter has been married, I think, since he was born, but... That's true. I, on the other hand, have just recently uh, settled into uh, what appears like a long-term relationship. <gasps> and so, okay. anyhow... Yeah. Um, to his mother. To my mom. Mom! Um, so, anyway... Yeah. Uh, well, cool. So, But but I've been, I've been part of this milieu for a while, and the cool thing is I have kind of an interesting, unique perspective, because I know it's personal data and it's a case study, um, although it's a case study backed up by actual data, but yep. what happened is I was in a four and a half year relationship, and during that relationship is when Tinder came out, right, and all these dating apps, yeah. and then about three years into that, that revolution and that reconfiguration of how people go on dates, I got out of that relationship. And so I entered back into a world I was unfamiliar with. Sure. Right? Yeah. And things had really, really changed. And then when you look at the data that's behind some of those changes, it it makes a little bit of sense. It adds some credibility to the useful things I gleaned from my personal experience. So Yeah. Um, I also think I also think this is one of those yin yang things where like you have a really good view on things because of your perspective from it, but I think also because like my perspective has been like literally very, very different almost like my entire life on this. Right. I have a very different perspective on it too because I, I've seen what happens when you don't play that game and I've seen what happens when you do, if sure. that sort of makes sense. And it's like it's given me some insight here too, which I so I I'm actually No, that's absolutely true. I think there's actually a really good conversation here from I, both I, of our perspectives. Plus Hunter, you know way more about rejection than I do. So yeah. that's really useful too. Yeah, I know like how <laughs> never to go on a date. <laughs> it's very easy. Um so anyhow. Yeah. Let's get into it. So Tinder is this app that if somebody has the right sized wobbly bits, you swipe their picture to the right. And if they have the wrong sized wobbly bits, you swipe them to the left. And you're basically, for those, for those people who don't know, like it, Tinder basically shows you a picture of someone with a few sentences that they've chosen to describe themselves. Yeah. And like Christopher said, you basically on that information are deciding if you're interested in them or not. Think of it as like looking across a bar that is miles and miles and miles long and people are just kind of walking through it. Yeah. And then most of them, instead of being like, I like dogs and long walks on the beach, they're like, here's my Venmo. Send me money. Right. Um, yeah. It's gross. So anyhow, uh, that's, and they, it started out as the hookup app, right? Like you could just kind of go and have anonymous sex more or less. Sure. Yeah. And, that, and then, but then it's ease of use became, it became the dating app. There's exactly. a lot, and, and let's not be, like, let's not put the cart before the horse. There's a lot of relationships that started on Tinder that are fine. Yeah, no, no, um, absolutely. Some uh, th- With all the people using it, 
like there are there has to be some good intentioned people using the system. Oh like, sure, it has to has to be true with it uh, just by economies of scale. And and also like I had to jump back into Tinder because I learned pretty quickly that people didn't date the same way, and that ah, I, yeah. and that going out to a bar and saying to someone, "Hey, you're pretty. Do you can I buy you dinner?" was what was five years ago perfectly acceptable was now the height of shock to these people. Oh, wow. Because, and yeah, the reason... That's very interesting for me. The reason is because we had relegated dating to a safer place. We had relegated dating to something that you could do in your pajamas Mm. and Mm. something that you could do from the comfort of your own home. And if you made plans with someone, it was really easy to flake because you've never had to look them in the eye. Mm. we, We put a a technological filter between us and the connections we were trying to make with other people. And it's really, really complicated. Yeah. And so I would go back out, you know, and try and try and, you know, strike up a conversation with someone. And the reaction I got was that this isn't the place for that. Right. And what was so strange this is, is a I would, social place where I go to be alone. Right. Right. And I would sometimes get the number, right. Sure. I'd sometimes complete that drill. And, uh, then, once we had been talking online for a few days, all of a sudden, this person can't get enough of me, right? But, so, it, it is... I see what you're saying, okay. The, there the, was this shift. The digital conversation was actually more meaningful to them, and let them see a little bit more about who you were than the physical Not exactly. Okay. No, okay. I think what it is, is that the mental space for dating and romance and sex and all of those things... Okay. ...became a digital space. Sure, and, okay. And so... The bar was where you go to have drinks with friends, not where you go to meet friends. Okay. And so we, we sloughed off this idea that you should meet people in person or in class. Sure. It, there were, it was, people were reacting like you were having a drink in the office, uh, not at a bar, right? Does that make sense? Yes. Like, this isn't the place for that. What are you doing? There's yes. A pla- there's a different place for that. Yes. Okay. That That's what I experienced. Okay. So, and, and let's just add a little data to go with the anecdote, right? So, we have this app that basically if someone's good looking or desperate enough, you swipe right on each other and then it connects you in a chat and the expectation is that you're going to meet up, right? Sure, yeah. And if now everything goes well, you will have a date. And and typically sex is how the app works. Which is gross. Um I don't Which disagree. Is sad. I don't disagree. It is really sad. Really and we can sad. we can talk about that later. I don't know that, have we talked about the science of sex much on the show? No, that should actually be next episode. There's a lot of really good stuff there that you you've done some really good studying on that I think that people would benefit from knowing about. So yeah. Yeah, let me I need to brush up on the names of some chemical compounds and stuff like that, but we should talk about that next show. Yeah, that'd be really um, good. It's it'd be perfect after this too. Sure, sure. So anyhow, um I lost my train of thought. Oh, because, so we have this app, and so now your dating pool goes from the number of people that you bump into. Right, which is like, in, what, hundreds? In an environment. Hundreds if you're lucky? Yeah, well, in an environment that um, is suitable for striking up a conversation, to literally everybody in your city. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Your dating pool exploded. And you would think that this hookup app everybody's on it everybody's using it everybody's matching like I I deleted my Tinder but I had like I don't know close to a thousand matches on Tinder and it's insane like you 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 won't have that many close relationships in your life here's the thing yes exactly here's the thing our generation 20 somethings right now empirically are having less sex than any other generation that's come before us yes think about that how is that possible? 
the only the only answer there is that married people have sex more often, which is an absolute scientific fact. You Bingo. Know, because like, and the only reason is is because like it's like you, there's no there. Well, if let you know, mar- if your marriage is healthy. That's kind of baked in with the cake, and even if your marriage isn't healthy, it's it's kind of baked it in. It probably the cake. will happen by accident, right? Like this is the person that it's okay to do this with, and so when He's I'm angry right and now. frustrated and all that, you know, it's well, it might happen, you know, sort of thing. It's not that shocking, and so it's like, you know, having that person around, having that designated person, having that person that you've had kids with, you know, right. just, it bonds you together in certain ways, and it's just like, well, yeah, of course, and so like, well, I think the thing that's not only is there more sex, but but married people. Consistently rate their satisfaction with the sex that they're having is right. higher. Well, and I think which that, what I mean, like you could say that's self-report, but how satisfaction is an empirically self-reported thing. Right. Well, and, and still, yeah, and it's and then it's also like, well, if you were having the encounters with people that you wanted, like like think about like if you were just to describe like you know like a dominant, super satisfying, rambunctious sexual life. Right? <laughs> like, I know, I'm the right person to be describing this. Okay, but like, Rambunctious. Yeah, I know. But, like, you know, like, a lot of partners and attractive partners at that would probably be in some part of the equation, right? Yes. And it's like, well, Tinder seems to be a good tool for achieving that, except it's not. And it's... Uh, it doesn't and, work. And if, you, and if you were having that happen with a tool, you would report thusly. And so it's like, yeah, I think satisfaction is fair enough to say, like, you know, obviously people are dissatisfied with the experience they're getting from the app. And from what you could say is, like, the allure of it is the fact that you might meet that certain somebody tonight sort of thing if it just so map works. Right. And you don't even have to get up to do it. Yeah. So. Or you can do it while you're doing other things. I can't tell you how many times I've been at dinner and been swiping or seeing my friends been doing it, right? Yeah. So, anyhow, that's... That's a thing. And it's not just Tinder. There's a bunch of these apps. But the idea that we've relegated hooking up and, and meeting people and romantic, the starts to romantic relationships to the digital space. Yeah. That's really what we're talking about. So, even though we have this amazing tool that should just, you know, it should Mad Max spot style blow silver spray paint into its face and then spit gasoline into the intake of the hookup culture. I it's grow. not it's not working. Yeah, exactly. And that's interesting. Well, it's not here here's the thing. It's not working if your definition of human beings happiness and sexuality is is unlimited relationships with whoever I want. That is exactly what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, and so like and I think that's the problem is like if you were if you thought that's how humans were happy with their sexual relationships, you would design an app like Tinder. Like, let's literally put the people that think other people are attractive into a huge box and let them find each other. And let's be very clear. This is exactly what we've been told for the past 50 years that happiness and sexual liberation was. Right. That we needed to destigmatize casual sex, that we needed to have casual sex when we wanted to have casual sex, and that would make us happy. Right. And the reason that we're not happy now is, I mean, this is a classic example of breaking a, or of fixing a problem that wasn't broken. The thing that wasn't wasn't uh, fulfilling us now was the fact that we had to have sex with one person for the rest of our lives. And, yes. yet, and yet, the people who appear to be most satisfied are the people that are pursuing that course of action. Right. And so... It's no wonder that we invented something like Tinder because we've got this amazing tool that connects things and doesn't really understand why or if it's a good idea. And on top of that, we have this pervasive social uh, this social claim that sex is not that important. 
that it's kind of like a handshake, that you can have it when you want it and not have it when you don't want it, and you can have it with as many people as you want, and there's no cost. We'll right. talk about that more next week, I guess. But, yeah, exactly. But that's empirically proving itself not to be true. Right. Even for the exact, not just in the other areas even, of your life. with the best because, tools like, to make it happen. You can be very happy with the food you're eating, but sure. not very happy with the fact that you get winded walking up the stairs, sure. right? But not only did this... this revolution not fix the problem not fix a, a wide bevy of problems in your life it couldn't fix the one problem that it was trying to address it right. actually made it worse right matching people up essentially yeah, exactly and so um there's it's an incredibly duplicitous idea that has caught on and i think that it's pretty dangerous because like i said uh we've pursued this this idea that sexual liberation would be the key that unlocks the human spirit mm. and we made technology and try to enable that for us and by doing so we've moved the dating sphere away from the the physical and into the digital and we've also relegated it to the hookup and i want to talk a bit more about this back in the 80s my parents would tell me stories about going on a different date with a different person every night. And you it mean, wasn't scandalous. You mean like when they were alive in the 80s, not that they told you stories in the 80s. That's I do mean that. Okay, because you just confused me on your age. Right. So. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying, though. How am I the younger brother? Anyway, you could ahead. You could just go on a date. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a big deal. People would see you out on the date. Nobody thought anything about it. Sure. And you could go on a different date the next night, and sure, someone would catch feelings, and then you'd be like, ah, but I got three dates with three other guys. There was like that thing, but dating was was way less important. Sure. It, it, well, it, it that... didn't mean that you were... Well, here's the real thing. It didn't mean that you were going to sleep with someone else. Well, and that's the thing, is because you didn't have another way to talk to somebody. Right. Like, if you really wanted to get to know somebody, guess what? You had to eat something in front of them. Or like, you, you had, had to, to hope an... that the coily cord from the phone reached into the bedroom. Right. Like, if you did... Yeah, exactly. And But, like, even then, like, a nosy brother could have been sneaking outside the front door. You or know? on the other on the other receiver. Or on the other receiver. There was a technological problem with it as well. The so 80s like, were weird, man. The 80s were so weird. <laughs> Stranger Things... So strange. So strange. So strange. So things. Um, but but yeah, exactly right. And it's like, if you really wanted, and if you wanted to have that conversation at school, well, guess what? You were having it in front of everybody you knew. Right. And even when you went out, chances are you could run into people there because guess where people were at? Out. Out. <laughs> they weren't in their homes being as weird as we are now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, that's, and, and also there was some social pressure there to, to do the right thing, right? Sure. Like, people see you out. And you don't want to be a slut, so you're dating this guy, and no, you dropped me off at home, yeah. right? But Susie saw us out, you know? I don't want her to think that I'm just, you know, a sleaze or something like that. There was yes. some social pressure there. Well, if you threw away your reputation out in the public square, people were bound to pick up on that. Right, exactly. And and now we've done that. We can do that in the privacy of our own homes, right? Yeah, you exactly. Can, you can uh, send... Uh, photographic representations of your genitalia to someone before you even know what their face looks like. Exactly. And so, uh, and so now, you have this other thing that happens, that people are saying no a lot. Part of it is because that thing I talked about earlier, n not no to sex, no to dates. Because, uh, like, in the past, it was like, eh, I'm not really serious about this guy, but I'll give him a shot. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I'll, I'll let him buy me dinner, who cares? Right. Now, people aren't doing that. And part of it is because when you meet someone out and say like, Hey, I'd like to buy you dinner. They're like, what the heck are you? That's not take it online, dude. Right. The other, because there's other people around here and it might be embarrassing. Mm. And I'm not uh, prepared to have this conversation in front of others. Right. And al also because now that there's anonymity, 
the worst devils of ourselves have the ability to come to the front. Mm. And it is way easier. If you're just looking for a hookup, it's way easier to hook up with a stranger than someone that you're going to have to be in class with the next day. Right. Right? Yeah. And so it's enabled people to do that. And now we go on more and more dates, more and more anonymously, and sex is always on the table. I've went on several Tinder dates and you know, I'd buy this person dinner and they'd be like, okay, my place or yours. And I was like, neither. <laughs> no. Neither. This like, is dinner. We're not talking about that. I'm not saying I'm a paragon of virtue, but there was lots of times when people were just like, okay, meal's over, so where are we going to hook up? And it's incredible. And it's causing people to say no because now dates are they, serious. Oh, yeah. You've got to, if you say yes to my Tinder profile and the few minutes of digital conversation we've had, we're sleeping together. We're sleeping together. And Stop. even though the whole argument that this is based upon is an argument that says that sex isn't very serious and it's just a throwaway and you can have it and whatever, we know deep down that that's not true. Yeah. We also know with scientific biological evidence that that's not true. But we know in our soul that that's inaccurate. Yeah. Well, also, we, we just don't play the game out. Like, like nobody, like, say it however you want, like... It doesn't matter where it, where it lies out. We literally just won't do it. Like we just right. we just don't believe the proposition. And when we do, we face consequences to it. So it's like, you know, it's obviously not true for no other reason than human experience seems to show it as not true. <laughs> right. Know? That given the option, we choose not to do it. Yeah. Um, I think, and this is one thing that I think is really interesting about this, is to me. I actually look at Tinder as a technological problem, not as a societal problem. That is something that George Orwell would write about in 1984. Okay, sure, yeah, so me and George are friends. But, like, and I don't know how far you necessarily want to go with, go with me on this, but, like, what I actually have a, a huge problems with the way social media is conducted. And, yes, thank you, everybody, for letting us use your stuff and post things on it, but, like, I don't have a Facebook profile. You know, like, I, I try to link off this stuff as much but as I can. But that's just because you don't want to help me with the marketing of the podcast. No, I have a fake profile. <laughs> I actually do have a fake profile that I can do that stuff with. I built it and everything. Um, but, like, but like, and the reason for that is because, like, one, attention is valuable. And, I'm, and the game with a lot of these platforms is attention. Sure. And in addition to that, attention is being manipulated through AI and not necessarily clear-cut, understandable ways. And so I have a problem with that because I value my attention. I'll just leave it at that. I think that's a nice little bullet-pointed argument to set, set the point. I think Tinder is built in that same environment, mm. which is, how could we build an app that we are ensuring, and I actually don't know the monetization strategy behind Tinder. I don't know if it shows you ads or if it only gives you so many a day and you can pay for more. Like, I, I don't know. Like It only gives you so many swipes unless you're Tinder gold. Okay. And then you can swipe like the behemoth manslut that you truly are. Okay, so that's that's essentially a subscription service? Yes. Okay. So, but like, you know, obviously what the app, then it seems to me what the app really wants is for you to use it so much that you've used up all of your uses and that you're forced into having to pay for the premium experience, there, right? There's definitely, I, I see what you're saying. I would say that's part of the problem. The gamification and the serotonin loop built into these apps. Well, and I could also, and perhaps maybe like, does Tinder ever send you a notification where it's not a human being wanting to talk to you, but it's the machine is alerting you to something? Yeah, it'll be like, 
We're having a swipe surge in Atlanta. Get to swiping. Okay, sure. And then if they, and then like, well, like I mean I'll, Chicago. We don't live in Atlanta. Well, and I also <laughs> hear like, <laughs> I also hear like in, in like Twitter sometimes will tell me somebody else is tweeting about a thing, and that's not a person that wants to talk to me. Does right. that make sense? Yes. And that and that and I I don't know if I don't I'm not familiar with uh, Tinder's notification strategy, but like. That is a machine that wants me to use it. Right. And and I think it's really important to say that so people understand that. But, like, my, my thought is that Tinder, if it's not, if it doesn't commit that sin. It uh, does. Okay. Then, then good, because it even fits better into this. It's built in this environment where, like, you know, like, it all, what it really, really wants, it doesn't care if it hooks people up. What it really wants is attention. Right. And that's how they're going to be able to increase user. And, like, the more they can get people using, the more likely they are to subscribe is what I imagine the, the business charts say. And my thought is, when I'm dating somebody, I don't want my technology built around that idea. Built on the idea that the more attention you pay to the technology, the better it is for them. And well, no, what I really want is I want my technology... Well, let me put it like this. I want my technology to, in a dating app to help me find the people that I really, truly want to date. And, and that's interesting. That there, needs to there, be the core of it. It's kind of funny. There's a specific... I can't remember what it is right now, but there's a specific uh, dating app that has some of the similar loops that we're talking about. But sure. their marketing is, it's built to be deleted. Like because they want you to find a relationship and get rid of it. That that should be that should be the goal of every date. Well, the goal of every. I mean, like the thing would be like if you wanted to date around, I hope you don't delete it. But I hope if you find that person, you delete the dating apps off your phone. So like that makes sense to me. But yeah, like that that seems to. And I think what's happening is we're not beating the. And I don't necessarily mean we're not beating the biological game, right? Which is like mm. you know what I mean. And it's like we are we are. We're just saying, like, everybody is using this. This is the place to be and not questioning what the game is that's being played there. And the yeah. game that's being played there is pretty people get swiped right. And it's like, are we okay with that? Heck is yeah, that, we do. Well, well like, <laughs> you know, and like, it's, are we okay with that? Is that the way we want relationships to work? Well, here's the thing. Like, yeah, if you just let the lizard part of you talk... Guess what it is? Like you, you're you're a stupid person, and given to your worst inclinations, or given to just your mediocre inclinations, that's what comes forth. But if you sit down and ask yourself for any length of time, it's like, who do I want to be with? Well, I want to be with someone intelligent, someone that shares my views on things, someone that wants to, you know, be a part of my life, someone that wants to you know what's best for me, and I want to want what's best for them. And it's like, where where in that sense? I mean, like maybe attractive is a part of that thing, but it's not yeah, all of it. For clear, crying out clearly, loud. it's part of it, but not. It's, it's far from the total package. Exactly. And so to me, it's like, our technology is clearly not being, we're, we're not having an intelligent conversation with our technology. And I, that really bothers me. I agree with you. Okay, so I think, and, and part of that's technology and part of that's capitalism laid on top of technology, Yeah, right? and, and, and you know, capitalism is going to go where the dollar bills are. I'm just asking people to be smart at how they spend their money. And, and here's the thing. Capitalism is the greatest system for the freedom of human good, but it sure. that doesn't mean it's free from evil. And so we sure. do have to be critical about is this a realm that we should that we should capitalize, or is this a realm that should be human and transactional uh, on an emotional level and not on a currency level? And that's a really great question to ask. I think we've kind of elucidated two problems with it right now. One is that the yes. uh, because of the ignorance of our biology and our belief that sex is not important, we have relegated it to the digital expedient realm. Uh, where it doesn't belong, and it's causing people to go on fewer dates with less good outcomes, all of that uh, notwithstanding. Yep. 
the other thing is that there's this inherent danger about handing over to technology what should be relegated into the land of humanity. And those ideas are not exactly the same, but they're interconnected. Because on one side you have the fact that we're crippling ourselves when we try and talk to someone at the bar and meet someone in a human, face-to-face, -face, vulnerable way. Yep. And, and relationships should be about vulnerability. That's what makes a good relationship work. Yes. When you say, I'm going to put you first and you're going to put me first and we're both going to make ourselves vulnerable, we might create something that can last. Right. And the Tinder idea, you know, ghosting is a word now. If it's not in the dictionary, it will be soon, where you just quit replying to someone. You're not vulnerable at all. There's no strings attached. Right. Right? That person um, has no way to get in contact with you if you But it's a be. lie because you are vulnerable. Yes, Especially exactly. Especially if you sleep with another person. You're more vulnerable than you think. We'll go into that next and, week. And then the second piece of that is we've allowed this situation. So so we're we're crippling our ability to find something that works, find something good and healthy and wholesome. And on the other side of the coin, we are engaging in the parts that are destructive and steal your attention and engage you yes. in this repetitive dopamine loop. Yes. So in a lot of ways, we're burning the relationship candle at both ends, and the proof is in the pudding. Yep. Kids these days... Even though they're the same kids that the I've kids these been. days have always been, the internet is is no small technological revolution, and uh, by not being critical about how our biology matches up to it, we are putting ourselves in a dangerous place. And when you overlay that with a a social agenda that is also ignorant of our inherent biology. We'll yeah. get what we pay for. And this is this is such an easy thing to do because, like, what you really, really want, and you don't know this because you don't necessarily think through it, is you want, un, uh, what is it? You want predictability. Sure. And you want sustainability. And that's what you want. And that's like, and the easiest way to do this is wake up at the time you typically, if you don't have a time you typically wake up, start waking up at a typical time because you'll notice that your body actually begins to regulate its mood better. This is one of the number one things that is said to fight depression. I feel attacked. Okay. And then also, wake up two hours earlier, wake up two hours later, and then see how your mood changes based on that slight, you know, change. What your body really craves is like, what it is, is it, it, it it's wanting to see a goal, it's wanting to head towards that goal, and it's going to want to accomplish that goal. And anything that is not a part of that transaction for you, you will see as an obstacle. Right, And it's like why you can react to people in their cars that cut you off so violently. You don't treat them as a person. You treat them as an obstacle that kept you from going from point A to point right. B. Right, a certain amount of frustration. Right, and so like, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I feel like is we, are, we, don't have that, we don't have that pathway codified yet very well in our speech of what we're really trying to get out when we're dating. Mm-hmm. And we're just starting to speak that in the realm of technology. Sure. And I think we are going to see people get this, as you were saying, like, you know, I think we are going to, we're going to start seeing that played out better and better and better when the technology comes out that basically does this. I will get you a significant other, and all you have to do is watch Netflix with them every night. Right. And, like, when we can start selling that to people, that's way better than having to be ghosted. That's way better than having to fight in a bar. And, like, technology can be a super great tool to do that. Like, wouldn't you like to know somebody that was, like, mostly like you but just a little bit different in all the right places? 
I, I still think we can do that with tech. We can we can start that. With there's technology. an idea. I, I still think that maybe just like ordering your your significant other is a little dystopian. Oh no no no, no 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 no! I think I think what it would be something like is like, how do you how do you start the human relationship in the right direction? Sure. And I think technology can. Te- here's what it can do. Technology can better solve that problem than it is today. What that's, if that's the best way to put it? Right? What if there was an app that when you mat it, it matched them for you, and then it just said. If you guys want to talk, meet at this place at the same time. See, like see, in a like, public location that, that was that, safe. That's kind of the that's kind of the things I'm talking about. It's like how there, can there you, are better solutions. There there are better solutions than what we're using, and I don't and I don't want to. And see, you're doing a good thing. It's like your point one is basically we're taking the humanity out of Danny. My point and my point is that technology isn't being utilized correctly, and I don't think they're incongruous. No, like, incongruent. The I idea think, that technology is always bad is obviously ignorant right so right and it's like this is the whiz you've got the wisdom of mom and dad and i've got the kids are all broken sort of thing or the kids the kids have the new tool and i think like what needs to happen is the new tool needs to get pulled in here into like how can we make how can we get more human more loving more happy significant others with this new awesome tool that allows us to instead of meet a hundred people thousands of people and not for the goal of meeting a thousand people but comparing us to that group of people yeah yeah well Hunter, uh, I think you're writing an episode of Black Mirror, and you kind of freak me out, but I like where you're going with it. Um, I mean, that's really it. That, I just that's really. I love what you said, and I think it's probably about time that we wrap this sure, up. Sure, yeah. I really like what you said about we want sustainability and predictability. Yeah, right? exactly. This is one of the reasons that human beings crave salt and fat. Exactly. Because, because biologically, because salt and fat mean cured, you know, mm-hmm. not spoiled. Yep. And fat means it's going to last you a long time. Exactly. We love it because it means we're not going to die. Yes. Uh, and th- that our evolution from that is, it has developed our taste. We also love sugar because sugar just goes, energy, dopamine, go now, let's do it. Right? And so on the one side you have a relationship, on the other side you have sex. Yep. Right? Yeah. And it's not enough to say you just want someone who excites you sexually you know what's and you don't want someone and on the other side you don't want someone that is just sugar all the time we crave both and we've we've got to marry those biological imperatives for for our health a, a little sweetness and mostly sustainability yes you know you have to eat a lot more steak than you do cupcakes and and tinder by analogy is purely even in the use of the app, not just in hookups generated from the app. It's a warhead. It is purely dopamine. It's trip. just it's just a gigantic bag of extra large warheads. You mean the candy? The yes, I candy. mean the candy. Yeah. yeah. There's there's nothing good about it, and now I have a, a bleeding sore on my tongue. And you really that, don't even, <laughs> you really don't even want to eat it. Yeah. When when it shows up, ugh, you, you're like mad, but then you do, and you're like. Um, I have a cyst. Uh, so anyhow, that's Tinder in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so what do you do then? What do you do? And I, if you're listening to this right now and you're single, go to a bar, not to get ham-fisted drunk. Go to a bar, find someone that seems interesting, strike up a conversation with them. If they look at you like you have four eyes, try and win them over. If they reject you, I don't know, shave your unibrow. Try again. But don't, don't, take the humanity out of relationships obviously it's not working for us and i don't think we've paid the full price yet yep
I got I got two points, and I think we're I think we're good to close unless you want to say something on top of them. Well, I have to have the last word because I'm a, a total queen. Right, I know. Um, but like point number one is I really think that we are living in the technological like infancy, dark ages, and I feel like we're gonna be looked on as just idiots and malcontents because I, I just I truly true I mean like the idea you just said about taking like making a using technology to match to people that are compatible but still keeping it human by making it a interaction in the real world there's a way to do that in such a way that is really compelling really interesting and safe and we yeah. we have the technology to do all that we're just not doing it right now we have fire and we think it's because god's angry yeah exactly and then that's 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 what mom and dad think anyway right yeah sure and not necessarily our mom and dad um and then point Point number, uh, well, I think I lost two since I went and got kind of down the rabbit trail there. But, um, uh, oh, Hunter, you got to make something up. Oh, I got it. So, um, point two is this: um, rejection is scary, right? Because nothing hurts more than being rejected. I think that's because we are desperately, desperately seeking acceptance in our lives. But the other point to that is. Um, most of the problems you're going to find in dating relationships and in any relationship in your entire life is going to start with you. Mm -hmm. And you desperately need to get yourself figured out before you start dating. Yep. And I don't mean that as like you can't date before you do that because there's so much more of you than there is for you to be ever able to do that in your entire lifetime. But seriously, take that problem make that your priority in dating. Don't 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 write a list about what you want in a girl. Don't do any of that nonsense. Figure yourself out. Become become the person worthy of, of that person. The relationship that you want. Exactly. That's step one. And once, do, and as Papa would put it, do what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Yes. And once you've once you've done that, then you're ready to say then you just need to find the person that's willing to play that same game and it, it really everything else is kind of icing. That's the cake, man. That's right. That's it. And and if and if you can become that person, you'll find that person exactly. probably. And you won't need to go to the uh, the internet to look at everybody's half naked body to do it. I think that I think that that's exactly right. Yep. Because and that's uh, such Tinder, a much, Tinder is pure, unadulterated, high octane expedience. And that is such a much better game to play, even even if it doesn't end in comedy if it ends in tragedy than to play the high octane sexualized v version of romance that the internet wants to give you. yeah yeah and speaking of comedy and tragedy if you think that your girlfriend's committed suicide by poisoning herself check for a pulse first before you follow her down that rabbit hole check for a pulse first shakespeare's an idiot that's been carl pulling thanks for joining us guys uh at carl pulling at emotional carl at chris x carl if you want to interact with us on twitter and or Instagram. Our Facebook is at Carl Pooling Podcast. Leave us a review there. Listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, not SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, the other one. Spotify. Spotify. Uh, give us a follow. Give us a review. We need that. We enjoy that. We want you guys to be part of this conversation. If you want to be part of this conversation, it's really easy. Go to your computer, open it up, hit the thing that looks like an envelope, to put in the two field at uh, or carlpooling at gmail.com and that will go straight to our inbox we'll be able to read the runes that you've inscribed onto the digital screen of your paper tablet and then respond with our own and we'll uh, read it on the show so go ahead and do that thanks so much for joining us in the car and as always get tested especially if you've been using Tinder